welcome to Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Today we're going to do podcast number 193. It's amazing to think that we're approaching the 200 podcast, which is something I didn't expect to see happen in less than a year and a half, but we thank Lord for that. We're going to continue our series on faith, and we've talked about an awful lot of topics dealing with faith. First of all, how to have faith and how to have greater faith, and that what is the size of your faith, and what is faith to you, and why is faith a substance, and how is faith evidence of things not seen, and faith to live the abundant life, and how to build faith, on and on and on. I could go on, but I only gave you all those topics to let you know that Quality Christian Living is focusing all of its efforts right now on teaching and helping us to understand what faith is and have a better understanding of it so we can have more powerful, more effective prayers that our faith will expand and we'll see miracles taking place. So I pray that the Lord will bless you. But before we get into today's topic dealing with how faith brings forth salvation, and that's going to be a topic I think that'll be helpful in teaching other people how to have greater faith in their life. So before we get into it though, let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance. Heavenly Father, once again, I come to you. Thank you for what you've done in all these podcasts and for the people who every single week listen to these teachings on faith and the various topics we've had in the podcast on quality Christian living. I pray blessing upon all those, Father, in their search and their desire to have greater faith. I pray now the Holy Spirit would come in and take control, take charge, and do only what he can do. I'll thank you for it in advance and give you the praise and glory for it. And I believe today's podcast is going to accomplish much. And it's because the Holy Spirit is here to guide and direct and to teach. We yield totally to you. We submit totally to you. And we thank you for what you're about to do. For we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me remind you that our podcast number 193 today is entitled, What is Faith for Salvation? Now, before we get into this podcast, I want to ask a couple of questions. Is your faith increasing as you pray and read God's Word? Has your faith grown enough to help others with their faith? Well, if the answer to those are yes and yes, that's wonderful. But if they're no or I'm not sure, then I believe this message will be particularly interesting to you and will be a big help to you to help understand where your faith came from and what you're supposed to do with your faith and how we can talk to others and share our faith with others and see them come into a saved relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, during this podcast on faith, I have two goals. First, I want to help us understand how we have faith to be saved. My second goal is to help us explain our faith in Jesus Christ to others. Most of the Christians I meet want to be more bold in witnessing about their faith, but they tend to hold back, and I think it's because they lack faith to believe that God can use them to be able to witness of what he's done in their life to another person. They have a difficult time witnessing to non-believers. I believe that when we finish this podcast, and I really believe this, you will have more confidence in sharing your faith than you've ever thought was possible. The best way to accomplish these goals on understanding faith for salvation is to look at how God's Word addresses it. Now, before you get nervous about sharing your faith, I will take you through a step-by-step approach. It's a process. We find it in the book of Romans, and it's entitled The Roman Road. Now, many of you may have heard of this, and many of you may have never heard of The Roman Road. It's a step-by-step approach through various scriptures to explain salvation and to explain faith and to help someone come into a right relationship with God. Now, some of you have heard and used The Roman's Road to lead people to Christ, but to others, This may be something brand new to you. So let me read the scriptures 
and make a few comments. These passages in Scripture will build your faith to witness. They will help you understand your faith for salvation, and they will build faith in those who need to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We're going to start first. I'm all, all these will be in the New Living Translation, but we're going to start first with Romans chapter 3 and 20, verse 23. Now, if you have a Bible with you, mark these down. If you can record them somehow on your laptop or on your phone or write these down somewhere, this will be very valuable for you to write these down because they are wonderful steps in explaining faith for salvation. The first one is found in the Romans Road in Romans chapter 3 and verse number 23. I'm reading these to you right now. Paul is writing these. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Now that's just the basic thing. Everyone sinned. I mentioned earlier that when a child is born, a little baby is born, it's really born into a sinful state. That doesn't mean that if a baby, a child, a little newborn or a one or two or three or five or six-year-old child passes that they're, they're sinners and they're going to go to hell. That That's not the case at all. They all go to heaven. Anyone who has not met the age of enlightenment, we call it, or the age of accountability, or the age of understanding what it means to sin and not to sin, you know, if they haven't met that age or that, that level of maturity, then they're going to spend eternity in heaven. But, but for all of us adults, and teenagers and older folks, this is a very crucial scripture. It's the beginning of understanding our faith. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Then we need to move over to verse, let's see, chapter number 26 and verse number 26. Let's see, chapter number 6 and verse number 23. Let me read that one to you. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, We've got a great scripture. First, we're told that we're all we're all sinners from the very beginning of time. Once we're we go into our life, and then it says, "For the wages of that sin is death." That means going into not into heaven, going into hell. But the free gift, the free gift, it says, of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So we got the two steps there. Now we need to move into step number three, and it's found in Romans chapter five and verse number eight. Let me read that one to you. But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So see, we're told first that we're sinners. Then we're told that the wages of that is you can't go to heaven and live that kind of a life without committing your life to Jesus Christ. And now the plan of attack, so to speak, is found in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while he while we were still sinners. You see, Jesus Christ took on the sins of the world. The, all the sins in the entire world were placed upon the shoulders of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we move on to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. And I really believe this is where the element of faith becomes very, very strong. I'm reading in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Maybe a couple of verses after that. Verse 9, if you confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, that first verse brings in the element of faith. If you confess, it says with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord. That means you make you need to confess that, and not only to yourself, but I believe to others, and you're confessing it to the Lord. And believe in your heart. That means you have faith to believe that in your heart that God raised him from the dead. There's a step of faith. It says right there that we have to have that Jesus was raised from the dead, 
and that was done by Almighty God. Then it says, you will be saved. So it takes faith, obviously, to be saved, to understand and believe that Jesus took on our sins and God raised him from the dead. And then verse number 10, it says this, for it is by believing in your heart, there's faith, that you are made right with God. And it, is by, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved, which I believe that tells us that we need to let others know that we're Christians. We should share our faith. We need to be witnesses of our faith. We need to let people know that you gave your life to Jesus Christ. When I first became a Christian, and it was at a Billy Graham revival, I remember very clearly, it was at Arizona State University football field, and the Reverend Billy Graham was up there speaking, and he did an altar call. That means he asked people to come forward and take a stand for Christ, and it accept Christ. They played the song, Just As I Am. That means just as you are today, just as I was at that day. I wasn't saved. I didn't know Jesus, but the Holy Spirit was tugging at my heart, and God was wanting me to come forward and make a public profession of my faith. I prayed that prayer, and I received Jesus Christ in my life. And as soon as I did that, I had this inside desire to let everyone else know that I'm a Christian. I mean, I went to people, my family, my friends, the people I worked with in the bank, my neighbors on the street, every place that I went, I wanted people to know that. I remember pulling into a gas station to get gas. And as I was putting gas in my car, I looked over and my pastor from the church was over there and he was getting gas in his car. And as soon as my gas was done, I ran over to him and I said, pastor, pastor, I want to let you know, I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. And he looked at me and he says, this was very shocking. He said, I don't understand what you mean. I said, well, I went to a Billy Graham crusade. I've been seeking God, but, and I gave my life to Christ. But this pastor looked at me and he says, well, you didn't need to do that. Now that, that was shocking to me that the pastor didn't understand. And he said, because you were born into a Christian home, I won't say the denomination because I don't think I should say that right now, but he was in a denomination that did not believe that you had to make a commitment, that you had to pray and ask God to forgive you. And when you do that, you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, I don't know why they feel that way, but they do. And there's a lot of denominations that feel that way. I'm not putting any of them down. That's why I'm not going to mention the name of the denomination. But he looked at me and says, I don't understand what you're talking about. You're just excited. And God's always been in your heart. But he wasn't. God was not in my heart because I had never done what this scripture told me. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that's have faith in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Listen to verse, 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 verse 10. For it is by believing in your heart, it's by faith, that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. So important, I had to do that. And so I walked away from him and I thought, he doesn't understand. He hasn't read this. And he's a pastor of a church. It was so shocking to me. And so my wife and I prayed about it because she had given her life to Christ. We prayed about it and we wound up deciding to go to another church. We went to a church who believed like we believed, who believed in the Romans road and believed that you that were all sinners, even when we're born, and we must confess our sins and then let people know about the fact that we become followers of Jesus Christ. There's another verse in here I want to tell you before I move on. It's in Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, and it says here, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's pretty clear, but it takes faith to understand that. These steps will help you in talking to other people in order to lead them to a relationship with Jesus Christ. And the last step in the road, or the Roman road, what we call it, is found in Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1. Once again, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. It says this, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. And verse 2, Because of our faith, 
Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. You see, those steps, if you just get those down and use those, it will increase your faith. It will help you to understand that our faith is for salvation and our faith then goes on beyond that. There's, of course, there's nothing greater than our step for salvation because salvation is the greatest thing that can happen to us in our life. But once we become Christians, once we become followers of Christ, then our faith will lead us on to even greater, great victories in our life. And we'll be able to lead other people to Jesus because that is the goal of every Christian. Once you become a follower of Jesus Christ, your goal is to witness to others about what's taken place in your life. Now, let me give you a quick review once again of the Roman road. In Romans 3.23, it says, all have sinned. In Romans 6.23, it says, the wages of sin were death. In Romans 5.8, it said, God's free gift came to us. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says we need to confess Jesus is our Lord. And Romans 5, 1 says, since you've been made right in God's sight by faith. So I hope that was a blessing to you. It's something I haven't done in any of the other podcasts. And matter of fact, I haven't used the Romans Road in quite a while. I, I was sitting there thinking about that. It's probably was six or eight years ago, 10 years ago when I was preaching at the church that I used it because at the end of every sermon, I always had people close their eyes and bow their heads and pray a prayer to commit their life to Jesus Christ. And matter of fact, those of you who are listening in right now and you've never made a commitment to Christ, let me just ask you right now to repeat these words. Heavenly Father, I need you. The Bible says that Jesus gave his life for me. I believe that. And I confess my sins. And I'm sorry for the sins that I've committed. And so I ask you to come into my life and forgive me of my sins. And I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. And I promise to serve Jesus all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Now, if you prayed that, just a simple prayer like that, you need to find a good church, a church that believes in the Word of God, believes in the road to salvation, believes in this Roman road, and believes that those are the steps to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I hope you'll do that. And I thank God for the opportunity I've had to say that prayer over the internet that's being literally sent out to places all over the world. Give you, I give you praise for that, Father. Now, if this is new to you, I suggest you write the scriptures down and keep them in your purse for ladies or in your wallet or someplace where you can go to them and receive them. So I hope that you'll do that. Now, let me give you an example of an opportunity to use our faith to help someone else experience faith in Jesus Christ. My wife had gone to a place to get a manicure at a little beauty shop. She started giving her testimony to the guy that was doing her nails. And she was giving her testimony of her faith in Jesus Christ and that Jesus forgave her of her sins. She said her life had changed and she is forgiven now of all of her sins and is a new creation. See, that's what the Bible says. She told the manicurist that Jesus took on the sins of the world when he was crucified and then resurrected from the dead. Now, there could have been a lot of questions that this guy had. And, you know, things that we were talking about here, some of them were pretty heavy, heavy you know. He could have had questions about uh, what what's this mean by non-believer. He could have asked, uh, what does it mean uh, about crucifixion? Or what does resurrection mean? Or what does salvation mean? And all those deep things that he could have asked about. But I thought it was very interesting. When she came home, she said, you know, I, I shared this with him. I witnessed this to him. And he was listening. And I'm going to be going back there every couple of weeks and be able to continue sharing my faith with him. But she said at the end of her conversation, he looked at her and asked the most unusual question. He said two things. He said, what is faith and what are sins? 
Now that's shocking to me, just sitting here telling you that. Maybe it's shocking to you. But this man's background was that he was a Buddhist and he didn't understand what sin was. He didn't understand what faith was. And so because my wife has been blessed and that she has an anointing on her life, when it comes to the area of sharing her faith with others, she addressed the topics of faith and the Holy Spirit. You see, what I want to point out is that she had an opportunity to witness on her faith and she had the scripture references in her mind and in her heart. And it was a part of her life. So therefore, she was equipped and ready to share with him that yes, that everyone has committed sin. And yet sin is basically living your own thing, doing your own thing on your own time and paying no attention to God. It's putting God out of your life and not allowing him to be a part of your life. That sin is something that that separates us from the love of God. And she was able to explain those things. And that's wonderful. But I want you to understand that, that that's one of our goals and one of our responsibilities is we need to help Christians to be able to explain their faith to others. And the purpose of this particular podcast, dealing with what is faith for salvation, is to help Christians share their faith and to do that in faith, believing that they're they, those that they share their faith with will become followers of Jesus Christ. You see, when you're sharing your faith with someone, you're doing it, and you should be expecting that person to want to repeat the prayer of salvation, which what I led you in just a couple of minutes ago, and believe in their heart that God has changed them, and they're now born again, are believers in Jesus Christ. All right, now let's move on to a few scriptures, I believe, that'll help us understand how we have faith to be saved and how we can help others. The following scriptures will also help us to know what to say when someone asks us about faith or what is sin or that they don't believe in sin and what faith for salvation means. These are all powerful scriptures, I think, that'll be a help to you. I'm going to move to one of the greatest scriptures of all, one that's known by so many people throughout the world. It's found in John chapter 3 and verse 16. I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation, and these are the words of Jesus. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Now, wow. Let's read verse 17 also. God sent his Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So that's the beginning of understanding our faith for salvation and understanding that that's the step that we need to take to have a right relationship with God and that others must do the same thing. Here's another wonderful example of understanding faith for salvation. Jesus is talking in John chapter 14. It's, he's talking about the way to the Father. And he says in verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now listen to this. No one can come to the Father except through me. Now, that's something that's being beaten up by people and by churches all over the world. What they're saying is that, well, there's a lot of ways to get to heaven. There's a lot of ways to go to be with God the Father, and you don't have to do just this one thing. But Jesus said very specifically, and this is a point that I need to make, and you need to be sure to be firm in this. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. That's the only way that we can become born again. That's the only way that we can be followers of Jesus Christ. That's the only way that we can receive the faith that we need for our salvation, that we can be assured that heaven is our destiny for eternity. And in verse 7, Jesus said this, If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Because what Jesus is saying that the Father and I are the same. You see, we believe in the Trinity. And the Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's not three gods. It's three persons in one. And Jesus 
came to earth, sent by the Father, and when he left to go back with the Father, they sent the Holy Spirit to live here on earth to comfort us and give us the guidance and direction that we need in order to live the type of life that God wants us to live here and have the faith to do it. I'm going to close this podcast with a teaching that Paul has in the book of Romans chapter 10. It's really powerful. I'm going to start off with verse number one where Paul is, is writing these words. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. You see, his call in his life was to lead the Gentiles and the Gentiles were those who were not the Jewish people. The Gentiles were people other than the Jews and his calling, Paul's calling, was to lead those people to to Jesus Christ. He says, I know what enthusiasm they have for God, but his misdirected zeal, what he's saying is they may be excited about the things of God, but they don't understand they need to come to know Jesus Christ. He says, for they don't understand, verse three, God's way of making people right with himself. They refuse to accept it and they're clinging on to their old way. But see, even the Jews needed to make a commitment to Christ and they needed to make that commitment through faith to believe that Jesus Christ was the savior of the world and was the Messiah. Then Paul goes on to say in verse number 9 of Romans chapter 10, and it's part of the Romans road that I read earlier. He says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So this teaching in Romans is so crucial to understand how to witness to people and how to have faith to be saved and to understand that salvation comes when we have faith and we yield to the anointing and the moving of the Holy Spirit on our life to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, God sends the Holy Spirit down to us. He's knocking at our door. There's a scripture that says, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus said that and what he was basically saying was what we live with today and that is the Holy Spirit knocks on the door of our heart and wants us to open up to receive him. But we've got to have that first step, that first touch of faith to believe that he's real. And a lot of people don't have that because they're so wrapped up in themselves. They're wrapped up in in things of this earth. They're wrapped up in self-centeredness or greed or those things that they feel are the most important things. When I ask people who are not Christians, what's the most important thing to you in the world? And they'll say something like money or they'll say, well, my family. And those are one, those, those are fine things. I mean, family is wonderful, obviously. Having a wife and having a children, having children and having a family to spend time with, those are glorious things. But the most important thing that can happen to us is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that comes through faith, which leads us to our salvation. Paul writes in Romans in chapter 10 and verse 14, listen to this verse, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? I'm telling you, that's the theme of today's podcast. Our responsibility is to have faith, to believe that we can share our faith with someone else, that we can believe that our faith will give us that boldness that we need to share the gospel. Because Paul was saying, how can people get saved if we don't tell them? You know, we can sit beside someone at work for five or 10 or 20 years and be a Christian and never share our faith with them. It reminds me of the story of when my wife and I were saved, we had some good friends and we went out to dinner with these people after we got saved and we said, we want to 
let you know what happened to us. We gave our lives to Jesus Christ, and we're just so excited. We have this new faith, this newfound faith we, that Jesus has forgiven us, and we're now promised heaven, and we're reading the Bible, and we're open the Bible up, and we're reading it all the way through. I know I personally read it twice in one year through the entire Bible because I wanted to get as much as I could you know, in my heart. Now, a lot of it I didn't understand, but it drew me back to read more and more to get a better understanding of what I was reading. Anyways, and so we told these people what took place, and they both looked at us, and they said, well, but you don't understand. You, you've you been Christians all your life. And here we were hearing people that we went to church with, and they were sitting in church with us, and they were having dinner with us, and we were doing things together with them, but they never talked to us about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And when they shared that with us, it's the same message that I had heard from the pastor of the church. And that was so shocking. It was very sad because they didn't understand that they needed to give their life to Jesus Christ. And we tried to explain that to them, but they would not accept that. They said, no, you don't have to do that. You're automatically a Christian if you go to a Christian church. And it was so sad. And that's not what the Bible's telling us. What the Bible is telling us, that we must share our faith. And if you confess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. They didn't understand that part. They had read it and they hadn't shared any of that with us because they didn't believe it in their own mind. That's very sad. So with all that in our past and all those things we've experienced, we need to share that with people in a loving way. You don't take a Bible and start beating people over the head with your Bible and try to beat Jesus into him. It does not work that way. We have to share Christ and share the love that God has placed in our heart for other people so that they can receive Jesus Christ. Now in closing, as Christians, we must share our faith. We must give our testimony of receiving faith in Jesus Christ. And my prayer is that we will all witness to unbelievers whenever we get the opportunity, when it presents itself, then you should share what you have in your relationship with Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to bring this message. It's one of the more unique messages that I've given in all these podcasts because it's really a plan of teaching about salvation, having the faith to do that, and understanding what salvation is all about and what it means to have faith to be saved. So I pray that this will go forth into those people who are listening. And Lord, if only one person that tunes in today, that's listening to this podcast today, receives it in their heart and goes out and shares Christ with someone else and leads them to Jesus, all this effort and all this work will be worth it. But I believe more than one, I believe that dozens, maybe hundreds of people will hear this message. And when they do, they'll share their faith with someone else. And I believe for that. And I call forth that thing that's not as though that it is. And I believe that from this teaching today, people will become witnesses of their faith in Jesus Christ and will lead people to Jesus and share their faith with others. I'll thank you for it now and give you the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening in. I hope that you received something special from today's teaching. It's something that's very strong in my heart and something I believe that needs to be preached more from the pulpits in America and from Christians who literally are at work in various places where they run into non-believers. So I hope that you were blessed by it. If you'd like to know more about quality Christian living, I would encourage you to go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll see a link to all the podcasts that I've done. We talk about all types of topics, dealing with finances, dealing with the gifts of the Spirit, dealing with the issues of prosperity, spiritual prosperity, leading to financial prosperity. There's podcasts on generosity, how to get 
out of debt. So I hope they'll be a blessing to you and you can pull those up by link and just hitting that link and get into my list of podcasts. There's, as of this date, there's 193 of them on there. Thank the Lord for that. In addition to that, you can go to my webpage and you'll see references to a number of books that I've written on the same topics because I use a lot of my writings in my podcasting to bring forth messages that I've been a lot of time and research on. In addition to that, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, once again, I hope this has been a blessing to you. I've certainly enjoyed bringing this to you, and I'm looking forward to the next podcast coming up as we continue our series on faith. I believe the title is going to be, What is the Gift of Faith? And that's a very important message. I believe it should be shared, so you might want to let your friends know about it and ask them, invite them to be a part of my next podcast. So let me close with these words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may you receive the faith that you need to share that faith and that witness and that testimony to others so that they will receive faith and have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you once again for listening in.